listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the Tennis.com podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan, assistant editor, Tennis.com, here with Pete Bodo and Tom Parada. Tom is stepping in for Steve Tigner. He's out in Paris. Uh, he's so. munching croissants, I think. He's got the chocolate croissants and all that stuff going on. I yeah, think. he's there early, so he's got some time to do all that, definitely. So, um, so we'll have uh, these three today. And uh, I guess we'll start with the, the brackets were released today. Um, and we'll start at the men's side. And uh, I guess the main question is about Nadal, as it usually is at the French. Uh, Tom, I guess I'll ask you, 15-0 undefeated this clay season. Is there any way he loses this time around in Paris? Why does he get all the easy ones? Come on. <laughs> well, sure there's a way. Look what happened last year. I mean, I, is it going to happen? I would be really, really surprised, just like I was surprised last year. But I think if any, last year tells you anything. I mean, Nadal wasn't playing that well and maybe wasn't in the best mental state. And so he loses a tough match. But anything can really happen out there. And I don't, I, I'd be very surprised if he loses. But... There's some guys out there who could do it. Ferrer is playing well, and he's got Verdasco or Almagro in his draw. It, it won't be a, a cakewalk, but I'd be shocked if he doesn't win. Well, you know, there's one of those odd situations where this is like a perfect setup for the guy. He, he sort of has, you know, bad luck last year. He misses it. He's got to sort of sit on the sidelines steaming because, you know, Federer, his great rival, ends up, you know, completing his career slam because Ralph is not there to defend for the third time in a for the, I guess, the third time in a row Fifth time. against Federer. Oh, against Federer, yes. Um, you know, so, you know, it's, it's all set up for him, basically, because it's a surface that he loves. He's playing great. He's on the uptick again, you know, after struggling, at, you know, last fall. He seems to be over his injuries. I think Tony Nadal's report the other day that Tony Nadal said, you know, his knees were perfect. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if you can take that to the bank, but, you know, so, I mean, I, I think all the forces are sort of coming together. I mean, the most, you know... Uh, most valid kind of uh, statistical quibble I've heard. I think Steve the other day, you know, mentioned it. Well, Rafa usually loses one match during the clay court season. Yeah, that hasn't happened you know, yet. And it so. hasn't happened yet, so right. maybe it'll happen in Paris. Well, look, if that's the biggest thing a guy's got to worry about, that season, season great shape. Yeah, I mean, looking at the draw, he, I mean, the this half, this is where Roddick is placed, and he, Roddick hasn't played a match on clay this year. Um, Djokovic really sort of, we haven't heard of him, heard from him in a little while, and I guess the two other contenders would be the two Spaniards, Ferrer and Verdasco, who have done well this season. Verdasco, incidentally, is still playing as we speak in uh, in Nice. He still he made the final today. So I mean, take that for what you will. But um, I think he's you know, play, come he's, on, these guys are Spanish. Yeah, you know? Nadal's the man in Spain. Yeah. You're not going to go out there at the, at the French Open and say, okay, I'm going to stick it to Rafa. Yeah, it's to a, Rafa. Or, you I know, mean, if it hasn't icon, that yeah. has, hasn't happened in Monte Carlo or Rome, you know, it seems unlikely here too. So Verdasco's played too much, I think. Too, he's really played a lot this season it's it yeah it's surprising you see him all over the place um well, you gotta like the guys in the dolls quarter you know in the dolls quarter there i mean if you look at the quarter he's got you know the names that are popping out in terms of you know uh being in bold face you know hewitt you know i mean you know he's he's, he's not going to do much there i don't think against rafa bellucci now bellucci's got an, you know interesting game thomas bellucci of brazil he's you know he's, he's not afraid to attack he's got a big lefty big lefty serve i mean i think uh you know, he gets hot, he could be okay. But, you know, you've got Lodra, for instance. I mean, that guy just doesn't, you know. One of my favorite guys to watch, I should Yeah, wonderful guy to watch, but he you know, wouldn't exactly call him a, a clay court expert, you know. So, I mean, that, that side there, you got Gonzo, Mr. Unpredictable, right? So he's, he's sort of, I think, looking at a pretty decent draw. The scariest guy I see, you know, looking up and down in that quarter there um, is, is Almagro, who I think has been, been playing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Almagro had, a, you know, took a set. Off Nadal already this season and looked looked good doing it, but 
three sets? I, I can't see yeah, that. Yeah, it came out in the wash best of three. I think in best of five, it's, you know, the same play here. But um, the other half of the draw, the uh, Federer half, um, there's, uh, you know, I guess we'll start with Roger. Um, he's actually in the same quarter as Golbus and Montanius, two of the players he's lost to in the past uh, few weeks. Um, any thoughts on uh, what Roger's looking at in the first uh, you know, couple rounds, the long term, whatever you guys think? Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about Montanius. I think that's not a problem. Golbus, that's another story. He's one and one against him this season. The guy's got immense talent, and he's playing well and seems to be more fit and is – more confident out there, I, you know, will he win a match like that against him if it gets that far? I sort of doubt it, but he's got a tough road here. He's got him. I mean, he could play Favrinka or Monfils in there, depending on how healthy Monfils is. Sodling is in there, although he's not playing very well. And then you've got some big hitters like Isner and Sanga and then also Murray and Eugenie's been playing well on the other side. It's a tougher draw than Nadal's draw. Well, I'll tell you, and if you just look, if you just restrict this to the top quarter, if we go by quarter by quarter here, I mean, I think... You know the guy. You know the guy who sticks out to me in Federer's side is Monfils. He seems to me to be to have the kind of game. You know, Federer in years past and certainly on other surfaces can just go to town on a guy because of his versatility. And Monfils just plays way too much defense. I, you know, I mean, and way back off the court. But now Federer's having. If you know, Federer has been up and down. There's no question about that. And if he and if he's not having the best of days. Monfils is just a guy, kind of guy with his athleticism who can get a lot of balls back into play, who can keep the action going, who's going to be pretty stoked. You know, he's played pretty well to that crowd. He loves it there. The friends love him. I mean, this guy's going to be fired up. trouble there, too, yeah. Is he, is he be, he's beat Federer the past two years in Paris, I believe. Or Federer has beat Monfils the past has, two years. but they haven't, yeah. been, they haven't been easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's always been a bit of a grind with that because Monfils, the one thing he can do is he's capable of making you hit a lot of balls because of his defensive skills and how far back he plays from. And ordinarily, when a Federer is on his game, you know he could go to town with that kind of against that kind of an opponent because he can, you know he's got too much versatility and variety in his game. But you know if he's struggling and if he's not really feeling it, you know uh, you know if he can't pull the trigger on those you know, you know a couple of big winners here and there to keep the guy honest, you know he he, he could run into some trouble. You also have sort of Chilich up there. Uh, you know, which is a pretty, um, you know, potentially a dangerous guy for him, even though he's a better hardcore player than Clay. All right. What do you think of uh, Mari and Gasquet first round? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the marquee tilt to begin with. I mean, I don't know. I almost, so I almost think it could go either way. And um, I mean, I, I know Murray's improved on Clay a lot, but um, but I know that Gasquet, since he's been unseat, he, you know, he hasn't had a seating in a little while, and he's had some big first-round matches in majors and has never come through with the upset when you think, you know, it's possible. And he's never really done that well at the French either. So, Well, Gasquet's got a little bit of Maresmo disease there, I think. And, it's, yeah. it's a, you know, you, you hate to say it, but, it's, you know, it's a common affliction with the French, you know, particularly, you know, you, you know more than in any other country. You know, the French tend to really sort of feel the pressure in their home tournament. You know, the, all the attention's on them. Uh, you know, I think it's helped them actually that there have been so many good French players in recent years because it puts them on notice, saying, "Listen, you got to separate yourself from the pack a little bit and do something here." You know, a guy like a Chardy had a good tournament there, you know, last year back, before. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you know, he can play that kid. You know, so I mean, some of these guys respond pretty well. I don't think Gasquet is a good responder to pressure myself, and I think the the pressure of playing in Paris has got a first round match. You know, on the other hand, it's also obviously a big opportunity because every every reporter in Paris is going to be out there and every reporter from England is going to be out there. So you're going to have a lot of attention on that match. That could inspire Gasquet to say, look, I mean, I've had a tough time with, you know, with my, 
with my suspension there and, and, and get my game back on track, he might really, you know, he, he might think, oh, there's a great chance to recoup a lot of my lost mojo and, and go out and do it. Yeah, I mean, there's with that match, I think I can go either way. I think actually one player who might do well is Burdich here. He, uh, I think Isner even more than Burdich. You, I think, you think so, I yeah. think Isner's playing well enough that he can beat Burdich on clay, and you, I could see him getting to the quarters because yeah, Mari hasn't yeah. been very good. It now, could wait be a minute, good you guys are getting to the second quarter here. There's no fair. We gotta, you gotta stick. You got to stick up in the first quarter yet. Yeah, we're not done with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I mean, we are, we're, we're just looking at the long term here, Fee. We, we, you know, we got to, we got to watch out for what the about big, we got to watch Tursunov's the big guys. in there, man. Dimitri Tursunov at number 19. That guy can hit the ball. I'm surprised, I'm surprised he's there. I, I talked to him a, a month ago and he told me he thought he'd be lucky if he got back for the grass court season. He had an operation on his ankle. It's nice to see him in the draw. Yeah. Uh, any other comments? I mean, on the, Men's drawing general well, Soderling is up there too, and I think we ought to acknowledge yeah. him because he's been in the fourth round before, and he's uh, the final. You know, uh, yeah, well, in the final <laughs> actually, yeah, but I mean, he'd been in the fourth round and beaten Nadal in the fourth round, so uh, yeah. you know that was a, that was a great run for the guy, and you know he's capable of duplicating that run again. You know, I think he's shown abundantly, you know, that that was no fluke. He wasn't just you know a surprise finalist, and then he's back, you know, languishing in the top you know, top twenty, bottom of the top twenty or top thirty. There, he's. I mean that guy's that guy's pretty dangerous. I can see him doing well. Let's remember last year before he beat Nadal. Now, granted, Nadal's you know knees were questionable, but you know he lost to Nadal one and eleven in Rome. Yeah. And then he comes out in Paris and puts up the big W. Uh, maybe somebody else would have beaten Nadal further down the road because of Nadal's knees. But the fact is, he's the guy who did it in the fourth round. So he's got a lot of, to feel good about going in. Yeah. He may run into Roger again as he did three times last year in slams, I believe. And, and that's right. Yeah. So never well, know. you know the conditions also. I think you have to take into account with Sauter. I think if that if if and, and it's been a dismal spring in Europe in terms of being. It's been great for the daffodils and tulips, but uh, you know it's been cold and wet. And, and I think Soderling needs a nice dry court. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, it seems a good time to go to the women's right now. And um, you know the big question I think the men's was Nadal. This one you see this morning that Serena and Justine Ennin get slotted to play in the cores if they make it that far um is there any reason i mean there's actually a lot of dangerous players in this part this half but especially that core of the draw um any thoughts on you know serena justine is it gonna is there any way you don't see that happening or what do you guys think i think justine's got a, a really tough road to, to win this title i mean i think a lot of people think of her as a favorite but she could have to beat sharapova samantha stozer and serena consecutively and then at that point she's in the semifinals it's, it's with, really a, a, with a tricky. It's oh, a very, it's yeah. a very tough road. She's going to have to work really, really hard. I mean, it's a tough draw for everybody in this section for Williams and for. Yeah, but that's you know. a brutal quarter, definitely. Um, I'm looking at Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, the Russian girl. She's a, she can play. She showed it. She's played some great matches this year. She performed well in the Fed Cup too. I think it was very tough. A big win at Indian Wells or Miami again. I just yeah, one of those, but. And, you know, Zhang Zhi's not a bad player on clay either. I mean, this, this quarter is really uh, jam-packed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's the kind of player who can, who, can, who can really do some damage to Serena because she's, you know, her steadiness is, is, you know, is outstanding. Also, Shahar Pair, you know, Shahar Pair has had a very really good well. year. Now, granted, you can tee off on that serve of hers, but you know, that's always going to be a, an Achilles heel for her. But, uh, but she's won a lot of matches, and, and uh, her, her consistency on the surface, you know, it's uh, – you know that that's going to make her kind of dangerous. Whoever gets out of that section, you're going to wonder how good a shape they're going to be in. It could be it could be really hard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have Bartoli in there too. I yeah. mean, that's yep, fine player in her own right, of course. Um, the beneficiary of a, a lot of this, you know, this packed group quarter of death, whatever you want to call it, I think is Yelena Yankovic at the bottom. She, uh, you know, her seeds Dinara Safina, who hasn't, is still, you know, coming back. Um, the 
Probably the trickiest opponent would be Wickmeyer, but Jankovic really has a good opportunity here, I think, to uh, finally, you know, maybe this maybe this is the one sign where this happens. I've heard some noise about her around the office. That's a great draw for her. I think she's been playing really well, and this is a good, you know, she can get to that semifinal against a really tough opponent and be pretty fresh. Um, I don't know how well Wickmeyer's going to be able to play. She's been injured. Um, Cara Suarez-Navarro, that really tough opponent on clay, but she's been hurting too, so I don't really see that as too much of a problem. And then Rudvanska hasn't been playing that well. Zvonareva hasn't been playing that well. Uh, Clay Benova, not really great on clay. Safina is just a shadow of herself at this point, really has not been playing that well since Come you on, came back from injury. Date. We got Ivanovic. Uh, we got, a, we got yeah. the former French champ Ivanovic down there too. What's not? She's been playing a little <laughs> yeah. better lately, but I think there's a long way to go. Yeah, oh yeah. I agree with you there. Um the other uh side we can, you know, come back if we need to, but the other side we have the defending French champ Svetlana Kuznetsov up here. Um let's start at the that quarter of the draw. Um Panetta, I, I kind of like what she has going on here as well. You know, Wozniacki, I think a lot of people would say she could have been a threat, but her, her French is in, you know, she's, she has the Verdasco thing we're talking about, just playing abnormally high amounts of tournaments. So what do you guys well, Her ankle was really bothering her. Yeah, right? that was in Charleston, yeah. What do you guys see out of that quarter of the draw? I think if her ankle's okay, she's, she, she'll be okay, but that's a very big if. You know, Kuznetsov, I think Kuznetsov is, you know, pretty easily overlooked here, and she's earned the right to be overlooked by, yeah. <laughs> you know, because she's been just so all, you know, all over the map as a career thing. But, you know, when you look at how wide open the women's draw is and you look at... You know, but you know potentially the um, the confidence Kuznetsova has. I mean, you know, you know, feeling good about her, you know, being a titleist here and and, and and her game in general. I mean, I think I, I think I think there's there's someone who's got a big opportunity. A number of women have big opportunities here because because there is no dominant favorite. I mean, I think and among among the women who have opportunity, you know, we're talking about the Yankoviches. Um, and the Kuznetsovas, and you know, e- even some of the Petrovas and stuff, who have not really p- broken through, but you know, you know, maybe would want to make a statement. I think Kuznetsova is the one with the most experience, and the one with you know, the you know, the best record on clay, at, you know, at this tournament, and uh, you know, she, she could she could really do some damage here. I think. I feel like she almost has t- the you know the matches. She actually has a tricky opener with Sirstea, but she almost has I think the time to find her game, especially over this long two week stretch and. It's you know similar to what happened last year. Maybe she just gets you know gets to that point. Um, Not just Christea, by the way. Petkovic, watch out for Andrea Pet- Petkovic. You heard it here first, mm-hmm. and, I don't, I, and I'm getting this from my readers. I mean, ah. she she's become the off the radar, you know, total tennis geeks like favorite newcomer kind of. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on her. I got, I've got to admit, good. I don't know much about her. Haven't seen her much, but there's buzz about her from people who know about these tennis things. world intel right here. You heard it. Uh, the bottom of the straw. Bottom of this half of the draw is where Venus is the number two seed, just became number two. And it's also where the last two clay court uh, winners are of, of notable events, Rezai last week and then Maria Jose Martinez Sanchez. So this is, as well, Elena Dementieva at the top. Um, guys, I'll take uh, what you think about this Venus's road or, you know, what's her outlook? <laughs> Venus always baffles me almost on every surface other than grass. I thought she looked really you know, she was playing really well that last tournament, and then against Rezai was a little bit tentative. Um, not really sure why. I think she's more than capable of winning a French Open, and she's got a good draw here. And I think she can just do it her way by being aggressive and coming in some and, and serving well. But there's, you know, Rezai is going to be a tough out, and Martina Sanchez is going to be tough too. But I, she can't really complain about this draw. I mean, yeah, I mean, Ava is the biggest 
threat there. And then otherwise, I think, you know, Patty Schneider actually is a, is, a, is a weird first rounder. She's not the player she was, but on clay with that loopy stuff and taking the pace off, that could be a pretty rough match I think actually right out of the gates. For, you know, yeah. uh, that left-handed action and uh, Schneider can serve a little bit. You know, uh, I, I think, I think, I think that's, a, that's, you know, not a slam dunk for first round. By, by any uh, she's older and slower than she was, but she's still tricky. And Petrova, look, Petrova's, you know, Petrova's sort of made her career of, of, you know, sort of appearing to make a breakthrough and then sort of slipping back in her, you know, long periods when she hasn't played particularly well and when her game sort of has gone to pieces under pressure even. But, I mean, look, she's, you know, she's played some pretty good tennis lately. She's put up some wins. She's, I think, one of these players who's got a little bit of a smoldering thing about, you know, I'm a better player than than maybe my record suggests or I'm not getting credit or I get trashed too much for being kind of a head case and stuff. So, you know, it's going to be an opportunity for her. And I think, you know, with when you talk about someone like Venus, you know, people smell blood in the water. I mean, Venus, look, she's got the best winning percentage in singles, I think, on the tour this year she so does. far. But everyone knows that, you know, sort of at the big tournament, she's a little bit vulnerable. She's So she's kind of a premium scalp to take. And uh, I think, Petri- uh, you know, a girl like Petrova is, that's exactly the kind of, you know, statement she looks to make. She may not have it in her to take out a you know, a, a top competitor at the top of her game on, on the surface that the woman likes. But, but you know, th- there's opportunity for her for sure. Yeah, every, I mean, that's everybody's big match when it comes to them. So they play their, their top of their games. Um, just one more thing about Rezai and Sanchez since they're the kind of flavors of the moment. Who, who do you guys think uh, goes farther, those two, Tom, uh, if, if you looked at the uh, – their schedules. Any anyone you like uh, over the other in particular? I would say Martina Sanchez. I mean, I think she's a better clay court player. Rizai is, you know, Rizai hits the ball huge, especially for a woman her size. She's not very big. She'll have the crowd uh, too, yeah. But uh, and yeah, and I, but I think that's also that's tough right. on her in a way. And I, I think Martina Sanchez, I would pick to go farther, even though she has Dementieva in there. I, th- I think she actually has a really nice chance to even make the semifinals. I'm going with Rizai because I think Rizai is kind of on a roll. I mean, she may cool off, but her, uh, you know, her hand got pretty hot. There hasn't been a lot of time for her to cool off. She, she's going into, you know, she went into this week uh, after her big win. She goes in thinking, you know, man, you know, I've, I've positioned myself, you know, beautifully to, to make a good run here. And uh, I think as Tom sort of alluded to, I think the you know the big question there again is going to be the pressure. I'm French. I'm in the first round. People got now they've got huge expectations because I won a recent tournament, and we'll see how she reacts to that. The one thing with her with that with that pressure, she has had a she has had a different relationship with the French Association and, and coaches and whatnot. I think she she's a little she might still be a little resentful. I've talked to her years back, and I think people always felt like she was overlooked and not given sort of the the benefits that some of the other players were given not seen as as talented, and I think she has a little bit of a chip on her shoulder about that. Yeah, nothing like a girl with a grudge, you know. Uh. You know, you know who might do well is Julie Coyne. You know, I mean, we haven't, you know, we don't talk about her much, but she's actually performed over her head, I think, in this tournament. Uh, heads, tails, things like that, and head, heads or yeah. tails, you know, flip so. the coin. But, yeah. You know. So, who do you guys got winning the if women's draw? Let's say, how about that? I mean. Of all of all the picks, what, what do you what do you guys think? I mean, this is one where it's going to divide some opinions. I like Yankovic. I think Yankovic is you know she, she's definitely. I mean, it's an understatement to say that she's due. Although she certainly slipped, her game has slipped. But I, I've always had faith in her as a player. You know, I, I think her meltdown after she got to be number one and came off and got off to a horrible start in two thousand and nine. I think those are all things that have been you know processed. I think she's sort of gotten through them. I think she's serious about her career. I think she's a dedicated professional. I don't get the sense with her that unlike some of the other women, you know, she's you know, she's 
you know, maybe not content to go along with the flow and tread water and, and come up May and do the photo shoots and be like, you know, a glamour girl and, and all that. I think she's more of a jock, I think, you know, my sense is than saying Ivanovich or even the Sharapova, mm-hmm. you know, or even a late stage Williams sisters, you know, you know, where, well, at least Serena rather, not, not Venus, where, you know, you know, maybe the focus isn't so much on tennis. I think Yankovich is sort of more or less all tennis all the time or as much as you can expect from one of these matinee idols of the women's game these days and you know she's she she's you know clearly to me you know it's neck and neck now between her and Dementieva for best player never to win a major so I think uh you know I'm liking Yankovic I think she's she's gonna get the wind behind her back a little bit and and do it here Uh, I'm picking Serena even though she has a brutally difficult draw just because I one I think her window is closing on the French Open and she really wants another one it's gonna be tough for her to win this tournament uh, you know uh, years from now and I think she's got some scores that she wants to settle and she's usually pretty good at that and she's got Justine and Yankovic maybe here on the way and Yankovic beat her recently and I think she was upset about that match and she remembers 2002 with Justine and that match and uh, I think she's going to be pretty motivated this tournament and she seems fit and healthy to me even though she hasn't played a lot and that's always a good sign Men's pick quickly wait 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 wait, 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 wait. McGrogan listen this is Mr. N- this is Mr. Monday Netpost we're talking to man formerly known as Mr. Monday Netpost so you're not going to get out of here. I'll you're going to make a pick, so let's go. sir. So might, well, you got editor's picks. You'll see those on tennis.com very shortly. But no, oh, I'll go. I am going to go with Yankovic as well. I think the draw is really, really nice for her, actually. And you can make. I think you can make cases for you know anyone in that top quarter just getting bounced at uh, you know any point. It's very, very tough half of the draw, but I think I think Yankovic benefits the most from what's happened today. And the uh, men's very quickly. Anybody picking against Rafa? Nope. What are you nuts? <laughs> That's a third no from me too. No explanation needed. Yeah, it's unanimous. It is, um, and we will uh, take a look as the straw unfolds after the first two rounds of the French um, next week. Uh, I think we'll have us three again here, and we'll, we'll uh, have to Memorial Day weekend in way right, so we're gonna have to navigate around that because I'm traveling on Sunday. Uh, I'm relieving Steve Tigner, who's gonna who's over there until. Until next Sunday, then uh, I take over and start coverage in, in what in the U.S. here is Memorial Day uh, on Monday, and then I'll be there for the rest of the tournament. Uh, so what are you going to do with the podcast, Eddie? No, we'll, we're going to call you up in your hotel. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll get you somehow. We have our ways. I hope you enjoy my answering machine. <laughs> well, until then, we will uh, discuss at that point, but uh, thanks for tuning in. Tennis.com podcast. Pete Bono, Tom Prada, Ed McGrogan, thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.